You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1312. Listen, they're going to try to take everything from me, but I need to make sure that we stay level, that this is a partnership. I don't work for you. I don't work for them, right? We work together to solve this problem. We want to sell their house. We want to buy. That is a partnership. So when you have somebody who's trying to take everything, it needs to be established that like, listen, I buy houses. There are a lot of houses to buy. This is a partnership. We are working together. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Rodolfo, hear about your closing, man. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, uh, last Monday, I, uh, I closed my first deal and I'm closing another deal on the 7th. What was the spread of the first one? So, the first one was a 20,000, uh, Simon, but I, uh, I gave me with, uh, with another wholesaler. So he took five and I took 15. And, uh, the other one, kind of like i still make money but it, my soul hurts because i took a chance and uh i'm, I'm making ten thousand on that one i jv'd with another wholesaler he's taking three and i'm taking seven but we could have i could have made instead of seven i could have made 35k okay yeah i didn't trust my numbers i learned to have confidence on my numbers i did my numbers uh jeremy confirmed them the thing is that it's uh, the property. It's being sold through an agent that is representing the seller. Okay. And uh, he wouldn't give me any inspection period. And EMD was uh, $3,000. So it was kind of nerve wracking a little bit, you know, because if I put the 3000 I couldn't find a buyer. I would lose the 3000 And Right. So I put it for twenty k. And I was like, well, can I risk 3000 and make 20000 or not risk anything at all and make definitely nothing at all? So yeah. um, actually, Mike, Mike Reyes, he was like, bro, just, just you know, go for it, man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my wife was like, yeah, you should also, you know, if you have the potential of making 20, you're risking three. You have all the upside. So I did. And uh, as soon as uh, we found a buyer, I was like, bird on the hand. You know, in Spanish, we have a saying, I don't know if you say it in English, but you rather one bird on the hand than a hundred flying. Yeah. So as soon as I found a buyer, I immediately signed it. Yeah. yeah. I assigned it. And two hours after I got offered 35K, so above what I was asking. And then I got offered 40, but I, I had already given my word. And for me, that's everything. So I ended up assigning yeah. it for the 10K. So yeah, it's a learning a lesson learned but you know listen a lot of things we do in this life we base off of our gut you know what i mean you can look at numbers you can look at you know all the all the things in front of you but you have to go off of what you feel and sometimes the feeling means everything but real estate in general investing in general is it can be a gamble you know you roll the dice and sometimes it just works out works out well and sometimes you crap out that's just that's just how it goes and so the crap out right is you want to minimize the risk 
you know, you, you may lose something, but you don't want to lose a whole lot. And sometimes you just win, man. So I would never say go against your gut because sometimes that hurts a lot more than what you, what you lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you take that with a grain of salt and then you just kind of, you work off of that on next time, man. No inspection period's tough. No matter what, it's tough when you got money, you got skin in the game. Let me ask <laughs> you, what was the, what was his reason about no inspection period? So I got this through driving for dollars and I called them about, uh, I would say like three months ago and they were like, I guess, getting the property vacant and they were fixing the roof. So the, the property has a brand new roof. And the reason why he didn't want to give any inspection period, he was like, I, I cannot go to my client on a property that he's thinking of putting on the MLS in February and asking him for an inspection period. And I was like, well, you know, like at least give me seven days. And he was like, no, I can't, you know, like I can't give you seven days either. You know, you do the $3,000 and no inspection period or we just keep the property and, and we list it on the MLS in a couple of months. So, I mean, I Wait, did the this, numbers. this was an agent. Yeah. Yeah. With the agent. So I did my numbers and it's a, it's a really hot area. It's that area that it's, it's you know, there's a lot of gentrification. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like ghetto. It's a little bit, you know, rough, but you know, they're building tons of like new shopping malls, really high end, you know, rental communities. So I did my numbers. Jeremy confirmed on Jeremy was like, yeah. that's a, that's a slam dunk. And, uh, yeah, it was just the fact that, you know, I had no inspection period that kind of made me rush. Yeah. Um, so I just took the first offer and I was like, you know what? I'd rather make, 7,000 then wait and see if I make for sure for sure so So when you're negotiating with these people even an agent when I'm talking to these people it's got to be a partnership and that's something I established at the very end I'm not giving you everything I'm not giving you your price I'm not giving you your price and no inspection I'm not giving you your price and no inspection and the EMD that you want like I'm not doing that Right. And so that's a negotiation that I already work in my head. Like, listen, they're going to try to take everything from me, but I need to make sure that we stay level, that this is a partnership. I don't work for you. I don't work for them. Right. We work together to solve this problem. You want to sell their house. We want to buy. That is a partnership. So when you have somebody who's trying to take everything, it needs to be established that like, listen, I buy houses. There are a lot of houses to buy. This is a partnership. We are working together. So listen, you know what? If your client really doesn't want an inspection period, I understand that. But there's got to be something that makes me more comfortable with this deal. And it's either the EMD down or the price, the offer. You know what I mean? And that can be sometimes be a hard conversation because you don't want to lose something. But at the same time, they need to understand, I don't work for you. I'm providing a service for you. But we are working together to get this done. Yeah. So another thing that I didn't mention, it was uh, I kind of saw it like as a long-term play. So when I went to visit the house, I kind of dropped the anchor on him. And, you know, he was like, well, let me talk to my client, see what he thinks about that. And then he mentioned, you know, so he said, oh, my client. And I was like, oh, wait, you're not the owner. And he was like, no, I actually represent the, the owner. You know, we have numerous, multiple distressed properties, you know, all the way from South Florida to, you know, Palm Beach. So I'm like, oh, great. You know, what are those? And he was like, well, let's go one step at a time. Let's mm-hmm. do this this property first and let's see, you know, how it goes. And then we'll talk about the other one. So I kind of saw it as a long-term play and I was like, 
Okay, just make sure that you perform on this one. So it kind of opens up the doors for other properties in the portfolio because there is a lot of other, there's about 60 properties, 50 properties in that portfolio that they're trying to, you know. So I just kind of side like that. I'm like, you know, just make this amount and then that might open it up to making more money in the long term. So yeah, it was good, man. It was everything. Yeah, if it moves in the right direction. But just remember, like people, people will try to handle you, right? People will try to handle you. And I'm not saying this guy did, but anybody who's trying to take, 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 take and not give that we have to flip the tables or at least say, hey, listen, I want to do all these things, but you got to do something for me, too. We can't be afraid to have those conversations. But you're looking at long term like, cool. All right. Yeah, that's I mean, whatever. That's 7K here, 7K here, 10K here. Just keep rolling that up. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, another lesson learned, um, I had a three package property. It looked really promising. And uh, although I know that we've mentioned this before about going over the agreement right in there, once you know you agree with the seller about the, the price, I uh, kind of took a little bit too long. And I'm talking about 30 minutes on drafting the contract. And yeah, it went downhill from there. Somebody snatched the properties from... So in 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah. I, I was drafting the contract, and then when I called her back to go over the contract, she started having, you know, she was like, "Oh, well, you know, let me think about it." And she was already set; like we had already agreed on the price. And uh, she was like, "Let me think about it. Let me talk to my, you know, my brother-in-law. He's an appraiser." And then from there, it just started going downhill. And then, then she told me that she had gone with another offer, and they had offered her way, way, way above. I don't. I mean, they. I was just talking to Colin. Um, they haven't been able to dispose those properties. So they might be coming back to me, but it's just that in 30 minutes, it, I it mean, went dude, downhill. I get it. Time kills all deals, but 30 minutes? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I, same thing there, I said. There, there's no coaching on that, man. It's like, I don't, <laughs> that, could, that could happen to anybody, I guess. The thing is that I brought her down. She was asking 1.3 for all three properties, and we brought her down to 1.23. And, you know, we kind of, you know, met there. And I guess they, they just gave her a bunch of money. So, um, yeah. obviously, are you she asking, just... Are you guys asking what other offers they have on the table? Is that a normal question that you guys are asking these sellers? Not me. So, start asking. And not, not, not in the way of like, hey, do you have any other offers? Ask it in an assumption, assumable way. Hey, what other offers do you have right now? Because we we kind of we want to have an idea of where they're at, and then you get a lot of people go, "Oh yeah, I have some other offers." Well, what are they? And they will tell you, right? And then they have a, you have a baseline of where other people are at. So that needs to be a, a question that you're asking on a regular basis. What other offers do you have? Sometimes they won't tell you, and that's fine. But if they do tell you that, that gives you a, a good a good headwind as far as what you need to do as far as negotiations and where the numbers are at. Make that a part of your uh, of your discovery. You know, what other offers do you have on the table? What are they? Yeah, well, sounds good. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. 
We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.